Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host and go-to career coach, Kelsey Kemp. If you're a new friend around here, I wanted to say welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you learned something new about how to identify your unique, God-given purpose and leave equipped to start building a career that's aligned with it. Also, you can experience the joy of having fulfilling, impactful work in this life you've been given. So stick around, subscribe, and join me here each Tuesday. And if you're an old friend, welcome back. It would make my day to hear your thoughts about this show and how Answer the Call has helped you. Just drop that in a quick written review as you're listening to today's episode. And speaking of today's episode, we have a very special one. This is really something unique that you're going to be able to hear today because Maria, a client of mine, has come on and agreed to share about her experience and her story and what career coaching was like and how it helped her. Maria graduated from college last year and kicked off her career with a special one-year internship with a nonprofit organization. As her internship is coming to a close now, she reached out to me earlier this spring for help um, in discerning what overarching mission she felt called to accomplish in the long term of her career and what next job steps would be best for her to take this year to make a strong, meaningful start in that direction. Over three sessions, Maria made some massive shifts toward achieving the clarity and direction she wanted. And so today she's here to share all the details about her experience working with me as her career coach, as well as some insights into how she benefited from career coaching in ways that's much different than what she would typically get from consulting mentors or friends and family for advice. And as you'll hear in this episode, career coaching was hugely impactful for Maria, but she wouldn't have racked up the successes she did if it weren't for her own diligence, commitment, and savviness in bringing her own gifts to the job hunt. And that's why I'm dedicating a whole other episode after this one to having Maria share about her confidence and the natural brilliance and boldness that she displays in networking that has paid off in huge ways, landing her job opportunities anywhere from London to DC, seriously, every single week (laughs) that as we would hop on a new call for a session, um, she would bring so much news about here's what opportunity came in from here and over here and this corner of the world and this cool opportunity for this amazing company and I was just so blown away and I thought oh my gosh she clearly has such a gift for connecting with people and networking and having the boldness to make service oriented requests that allow her to co-create these dream opportunities with companies that see her as an incredible candidate, not just because she is one, but because she communicates and networks so effectively to convey that. So you will hear in the next episode, after you finish listening to this one, you could go on and hear about how she approaches networking and the step-by-step process for how she reaches out to people specifically on LinkedIn to create connections that turn into amazing job opportunities. But first, I hope that you enjoy this deep dive behind the scenes peek into what career coaching is really like and hearing from a past client herself what her experience was like and what she got from it. Enjoy. We rolling. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Maria, I am so, so excited to get to have this conversation. I'm so grateful for all the time that we've had to work together. And this seems like such a celebration kind of moment where we get to review what happened? What was the experience like? And what about you made this a success? And where are you headed now? All those questions are just kind of a teaser. But I just want to welcome you and get kicking with a little background of like, who are you? Where are you at? Yes. Hi, Kelsey. I'm also very excited about this. Um, and very much looking forward to the rest of our conversation. But to start off, I moved to Texas when I was in seventh grade. And I've lived in Bryan ever since then. My dad is a professor at A&M. Um, and so I very reluctantly also went to A&M. Um, <laughs> uh, majored in business. And I am currently working in Kerrville, Texas, which is a small town outside of San Antonio for the HEBO Foundation. Whoa. Okay. I am a little ashamed. I didn't know that your dad was a professor at A&M. This is yes. just kicking off all the new things I feel I'm going to learn about you that I feel like shouldn't be a surprise. But, you know, that's why I recommend podcasting to anyone. You think you know people? Nah, they're even way cooler and have so many more fun facts than you know. So try a podcast just for fun. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what, I'm curious, what did you major in at A&M? Yes. Okay. So like I said, I was a little reluctant to go there because my dad is and was a professor there um and through a series of crazy events i ended up going there um at the end of my um senior year i decided to go to a&m and i wasn't really sure what to major in but i'd always wanted to be a lawyer so i took the most logical route which i thought would be political science <laughs> um and i started off in the political science major in liberal arts and the classes were super interesting um there's nothing wrong with that but i just kind of realized shortly after starting school that you know, I didn't really want to be a politician and I was still interested in going to law school, but I couldn't settle on that 100%. So I figured I should change course as far as majors go. Um, and so I started looking for a new major and, you know, I tried to think logically about it. And so I was like, okay, I need to do something that will allow me to do whatever I want to do whenever I figure that out because I still didn't know. So I thought to myself, huh, what seems the most makes the most sense here? business you can do anything with a business degree and you know everybody uses excel whatever <laughs> no matter what uh, field you end up going into so um that's kind of how i settled on business and then i actually ended up having too many credits to transfer into like a full maze program um which is important i feel like for the rest of this story and so i ended up in a major called university studies business which is basically an interdisciplinary business major where you take your core business classes, but you have two minors to kind of round out your degree and allow you to um, experience some other areas of study. So I ended up majoring in business, but then had a minor in communications as well as economics. And then I also did a certificate in international trade. So it's kind of a lot of things and doesn't really roll off the tongue quite as easily as finance or marketing. But that's what I studied. And honestly, that uh, process of getting into that major and being in the business school with that major, I think has contributed a lot to who I am today and the different paths I took during college. So, yeah. Yeah, I think just, and this will be teased out through your story, you're amazing at taking the unique path and just making that work in every way as an asset for you, um, which I love it. I can't wait to have the listeners get to learn and be inspired by that too. 
Um, so what intrigued you to pick your first job? Yes. So senior year rolls around and I think first semester, well, some people are really ahead of the game and they're starting to look for jobs then, but, um, you know, which I guess I fall into that category. <laughs> um, but, you know, you have all the career fairs and everyone's freaking out and they're signing with the people they interned with before. So everyone has a job already secured in September. But mm-hmm. this was not the case for me. Um, I didn't do like a big corporate internship the summer before my senior year. So I wasn't really sure what I was looking at. And I knew I wanted to get some business experience, but I didn't know what that looked like. Um, simultaneously, I had been exposed to and working for um, the HE Butt Foundation through one of the programs that they run in the summers through Lady Lodge Youth Camp, um, which is a summer summer Christian camp for kids. Um, and I had worked there throughout summers in college, and they just kept, um, you know, basically extending me leadership roles. And so that was a really big factor as to why I continued working there. Um, I remember actually junior year, uh, I was applying for internships and I had some interviews lined up and I remember my boss um, from the summer called me and I was wearing full business, uh, full business suit looking at uh, Wayner, the library for the business school. And she told me that she wanted to offer me the girls director job, which is like the highest level you can get to in college, essentially, or right after college at camp. And I immediately started crying and, and I still had those other interviews lined up or things like that, but I just knew like that was an opportunity that I needed to take. Um, so I ended up doing that before my senior year. So like I said, arrived at senior year, didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, and so I started looking into a couple of different things, maybe consulting, um, like everyone else and their mom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Yeah. Thought about trying to do something with consulting um and then the he butt foundation has an internship program that you can do the year after you graduate um and originally i had kind of counted this out because you know i wanted to put my business degree to use and i wasn't sure where i would fit into the picture there because most of the roles for interns are either communications or with the youth camp itself and i knew at this point i would i wasn't going to go into youth ministry so i didn't think that would be a good fit however with the love and guidance of some mentors at the foundation, they actually ended up creating a position for me in development, uh, which is, again, not necessarily my dream job. However, I felt very honored that they created a position for me that was the most business-like out of really any other department I could have been in. And I was working on a huge campaign, which focused uh on rebuilding the girls side of camp which i had just worked at for the past couple of years so this was really connecting my passion of camp with the kind of external marketing development side of things and yeah it's been a wild ride ever since but essentially when i was making that decision about whether to take the internship or not uh, i realized you know there's lots of other corporate jobs out there and none of those things are bad but i knew that i would regret not taking this year to be in the program that I'm in and have all this time and investment in my personal development um, spiritually and also professionally. So that's kind of what caused me to take the leap. That is incredible. And what you're alluding to in that is that you do this thing that's so special and it's just this bent that you seem to have um, that you use to your strength of having a lot of communication with the company 
letting them know and giving them feedback what you're really hoping for in um, a service-oriented nature. You communicate like, I really believe in this company. I want to serve it to the best of my abilities. Um, here's what I have to offer. I'm hoping for this kind of position. You have the boldness to really go back and forth with potential employers and create your own opportunities or co-create them um, with potential employers. And that seems like what you did here. And it's definitely something that you also played your strength throughout our coaching process and what you're continuing to work on to gain these really incredible, quote, dream job opportunities that don't actually exist if you're just surfing LinkedIn or Indeed for job postings. So I'm really excited to touch on this more in the second episode that we'll do in which you share your genius on how to network effectively, ask for what you want, and kind of co-create these amazing opportunities that might not exist if you didn't ask. Um, but as for when we came together and I come into the picture, what made you want to reach out for career coaching? Yes, so I had heard of you before through the fellows program at A&M, which we both did, which was an incredible experience that I got the um, privilege to do my senior year. And I'd heard about your podcast, listen, had listened to some episodes, you know, friends had sent them around because I think we were all in that stage of trying to figure out what our vocation means and not just for now, but for the future. Um, so yes, I'd heard your name and I, through this program at the foundation we've done a lot of investing they they have done a lot of investing and we also have spent a lot of time investing in our personal development and professional development so we've had a lot of guest speakers come in we've done a lot of the you know strengths finders-esque tools and instruments that most of you guys have probably been exposed to at some point during your college years if not post-college years and those are all really helpful and they gave me a lot of data which was important However, I didn't know how to make sense of that data because, you know, it's also, I think part of what makes this hard is that it's about yourself and it's hard to be really objective about yourself because we also carry along a lot of baggage um, about our own stories and we all have limiting beliefs about our careers and things like that. So I think it was hard for me to be objective about myself and where, where my strengths are and where I'm going. And so I had all this data and I really came to you because I realized, okay, I really need someone to help me sort out this data, but I also wanted someone that could relate on the elements of faith and entrepreneurship. And that's one of the reasons that I obviously thought you'd be a great fit because you did that same thing. You know, you took a leap of faith by starting this own business and now I've been a benefactor of that. Um, and I want to do the same thing someday. I don't know what that business will be, but you know, I really do believe that entrepreneurship and that we've all been called to create in some way or another. That doesn't have to be a new business, but it can look that way a lot of times. And I think that's part of, you know, God calling us to be creators in the world to make it flourish. So that's how we ended up here. <laughs> yes, I'm so grateful for you sharing that. And yeah, it was amazing how many things we related to on a personal level right away. We were vibing for sure, um, especially um, with that shared experience of going through the same programs in college, especially fellows, um, and having been exposed to a lot of personal and professional development exercises and all this jargon, whether that be Strengths Finders, Myers Briggs, the Enneagram, um, 
out, stand out, whatever the personality assessment you do or get into is, it really sometimes can give you a false sense of direction. Like, oh, I know all these things about myself, so I should be able to know exactly what to do for the next 50 years of work. (laughs) Um, But you realize almost in a defeating kind of slump, like, wait, almost this just gets overwhelming. I know all of this data about myself now, but what does this actually mean? What does it mean for what I'll be really excellent at? What tasks should I focus on? What is the job role that I put a name to all that with? And like, what do I go after? What is this career path that is most suitable to me? And what will promise potentially the most satisfaction as well? Um, And so that is my joy and honor to step in and say, hey, I get it. Like we could collect information about ourselves from sunup to sundown, but we have to make meaning of it. Um, And information on how to do that and guidance can be kind of hard to find. So anyway, um, what would you say your goal was going into coaching? Yes. So I guess another important piece of the puzzle is that kind of where I arrived at that crux of, okay, I need someone to help me make meaning of this is because through this year process that I've had, it's really helped me eliminate some things that I don't want to be doing in my career, but it hasn't necessarily helped me figure out what things I do want to be doing. So (laughs) that's another important piece that I was wanting to make a transition from this year long internship program into something full-time that, you know, I really was thought was going to be something for the long term, more of a career than a short term situation. And I was probably wanting to switch totally like industries and job function as well. So I figured this would be a good time to have someone help me with that. But yeah, and I, I felt really stuck and isolated because I don't really think I have the linear career path that a lot of my peers seem to have. I don't know if they really do or not, but it can seem overwhelmingly like they're just on this super set path of, you know, two years in consulting, then you can do whatever you want, then you go to Harvard Business School, then you write a book. (laughs) (laughs) And, and then you sit on a lot of nonprofit boards. And not that I don't desire those things, but it just felt like I didn't really fall into a lot of those categories. With all of that, um, if you are willing to share, I'm curious about what you felt hesitant about or doubtful of like oh what is career coaching should I go for it like what almost held you back but you're glad that you didn't actually let that hold you back and you pulled the trigger yes okay I feel like this kind of touches on the last question and as well as this one but I guess in a more clear way my goal was to help figure out the kind of roles that would fulfill the things that I'm wanting out of a career and would really answer for the gifts that I feel like I've been given and stewarding those well. And so I think some of the things that I was hesitant about in that regard is that I can be passionate about a lot of things and I know that I can be extremely passionate one day and then totally cold the next day and I, and we'll just move on to the next thing. And so I was concerned that that would be a hard place for someone to enter into and that they wouldn't really be able to make sense of all the different various interests that I have and how to put those together. And then practically speaking, the other hesitation that I had was just financially because I work for a nonprofit, which, 
you know, is not quite as well paying as the corporate world. So that was one of my other main hesitancies with this process, but which I think this goes for a lot of things in life, but investing in yourself is an investment that will always pay off, whether that's school or coaching or professional development that you're paying for on your own. Um, A wise friend once told me, you get paid for everything that you do in life, whether that's in cash or character. And so obviously in this case, I'm not earning any money. I'm in fact paying someone else, but it's been a very rewarding experience and I know it will serve me well in my career, in my life from this point forward. So yeah, it's been a great investment. Heck yeah. And I'm so grateful for you sharing that just because, I mean, the doubts are different for each person, but um, for many, there's kind of these common themes of like, wait, what the heck? I never ever, I mean, who does picture having this budget for personal development? Like what the heck? I just came out of college. I'm ready to just keep on earning and not really spending too much. Um, And I feel like for some people, they like myself think, well, college should have helped me figure everything out. Um, Why would I add another expense to um, my personal development or investing in myself? But um, oftentimes that like less than 1% of the average cost of a college education, which is typically um, about, if you do the math, like the average kind of career coach or professional uh, services helping you would cost like to use that less than 1% to shift and make meaning and use out of everything else you've invested in yourself with is so worth it in the end. And that's why I have also received coaching from people above me. Um, But um, with your, because I know so many people can relate to being (laughs) multi-passionate. It's a wonderful way to be, including myself. Um, How did you end up feeling Um, that was acknowledged and then um, handled in the coaching process? And where did you land on that? Yeah, so it was really great. I think just being able to talk to you about all the different passions that I've had and, you know, experiences that I've had that might follow each of those passions or experiences that I'm wanting to have in a certain area, but just might not have had yet was really helpful. And I think one of the great things about coaching is that you have an objective person outside of yourself um, who can speak into like, not just, oh, were you good or bad at that? But what did you, like, why did you do that? What motivated you to do that? Um, Because I think a lot of things that I would say out loud, I never thought twice about why I did that or how, how it felt natural to me, but you were able to show me that that's actually not what everyone else is doing or not everyone is motivated that way or hey this is really special you need to take that and run with it so I think that was really important for me and just not being surprised or overwhelmed I think sometimes being a multi-passionate person people are quick to like turn away from that because it's just too much and it's overwhelming and it's hard to sort through all the different things that I (laughs) have potentially wanted to do in my life but I think as we got further in the process and, you know, helping distill down to kind of like a mission statement and different roles, all those things that I'm passionate about are actually revolving around very similar themes. It's just a different manifestation of working on those core issues that I care about, but just in a different way, which I saw a lot in the end of my college years, going from Young Life to doing fellows and seeing that a lot of those core issues were the same that I still cared about doing, you know, ministry versus being in these business courses 
but they were both answering some of the same questions that are at the core of our society. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, that is so comforting to people who, like us, have so many things that could just capture our fascination. And just being able to acknowledge that it is good, it is wonderful, and completely beyond okay that you will have so many options of things that will be satisfying to you. And it's potentially a broader array of jobs that are suitable to your nature and to all the gifts that you have to use, then maybe some others might relate to. So that's, that's okay. And uh, I loved that we just got to embrace that. Um, But also you came away with some common themes of, you know, what elements have to be a part of the jobs you're considering in order for it to, you know, it's a fit. But I'm curious, what would you describe as like the tangible takeaways that you got from our sessions together? Yes. Okay, well, I'll give some examples of individual sessions that we had and then kind of overall, but I remember one of our early sessions, one of the takeaways was we kind of discovered through this back and forth that there was this career path that I had never really fully flushed out. You know, it, it kind of was always in the back of my mind. I thought it'd be really potentially could be really great for me, but had never maybe had the confidence or was in the position to do something about it. And you encouraged me to seek someone out in that field. And, you know, it's not like school where you have homework, but it's taking ownership of the process. And so me having that assignment, going out, actually talking to that person was really important for me to firsthand have experience with talking to someone, not just reading books or listening to podcasts, but to really talk to someone in that field and understand the ins and outs of their day and what that looks like and if it could be a good fit for me. And then this is a huge one that we had together, but I was interviewing for a job and my dream company, everything was just so great. However, the role was not the kind of role that I wanted to be in, especially based on the experience that I've had in my current job. And I knew that deep down, but you know, it's hard to make those kind of kinds of calls whenever like you're a super passionate person and what they're doing is, is something that you totally believe in that should happen in the world. And so through our sessions though, through our time together, I realized that it's a disservice for me to take a job, a full-time job, you know, 40 plus hours a week. This is a lot of time. It's a disservice to myself and to them and to my, you know, desire to fulfill God's call in my life to take something that I know is not a good fit for me because I'm not going to enjoy it. I won't put forth my best effort, even if I trick myself into thinking that I am. Um, And that was really hard that was a really hard decision for me to make, but it was the right one. And I think talking to you really solidified, you know, this isn't just something I am saying in my head, but I'm going to email them and tell them that. And I ultimately ended up withdrawing from the, the interview process. So yeah. And I still feel confident about that decision. And I'm really grateful that I had someone there to help me make that and to feel confident that I had data to back it up. It wasn't just like a feeling, um, but it was, it was true and right. So that was a big one that from one of our sessions. And then I think overall, just having a path cleared ahead 
in a forest, if you will. (laughs) There's just so many options out there. There's so many things you could possibly do as a young person. And I think we've just cleared a way for me to, I'm equipped now to look for the kind of roles that I know will fulfill me based on my strengths. And now I know what kind of roles I should be looking for, for a job that I'm really excited about going to next. Heck yes. And I need to take a second to commend you for how much bravery that really, it sincerely took to look a good opportunity in the face uh, for a company that this is the common pitfall that most anyone um, gets attracted to falling into, which is we look at a company and we're assessing their marketing and their CEO's mission statement as what will fulfill us Monday through Friday, all these hours of the day. But if you're doing like accounts receivable and you don't give a crap about being an accountant for, I don't know, Tom's, you're not going to care after the initial couple weeks uh, or feel connected to um, that kid in whatever country getting a pair of shoes you're really not and so you being honest with yourself about the metrics of quite technically what is going to produce a sense of satisfaction that will produce um an abundance of energy that you want to dedicate and reinvest and serve with in your work um and then once you knew that the role no matter how cool the company is it's not going to work for that like and you being in so much integrity to email the recruiters that you were working with mid-interview process to make sure that uh, you communicated your decision thoughtfully and didn't take up any more of their time. Oh, man. I, you and I both know that the door is probably still open for you there at some <laughs> point down the road just because of how you handled that so well. So definitely want to commend you for doing that because once you know you're accountable to make the right decision with what you know um so good on you for that okay i would love to hear i you could cast vision like nobody's business can you just riff off on like what you're excited about in your career in the years ahead oh man yes I am so excited for my career. I mean, this is just such an unprecedented time in history for all of us, for all the opportunities that we have. Obviously, the job market has taken a turn recently, but there's just so many possibilities out there. There's so many jobs that you would never know exist that there will be jobs by the time that I actually get a job that won't even exist that that don't exist now. So, this is just an amazing time in life and in history for us to go out and forge a new future in the way that we want the world to look in a way that is restoring justice to people that have historically not been included um, in our economy in a way that has been productive for them. And so I'm just really excited to keep experimenting. Like you said, I love to be exposed to new ideas and people and different ways of doing things. And I'm really excited for all the people that I'm going to meet throughout my career and all the different lessons I'm going to learn and all the ways I'm going to be proved wrong. Cause I think I am quick to make assumptions sometimes and through all the learning I've been doing and the people that I've met, 
even this year, I've been proved wrong a lot about a lot of things and a lot of assumptions or biases that I've even had in my life. So I'm excited for that. And I'm actually going to be moving to D.C. at some point this year. Not sure when because of Corona. But I'm extremely excited to create a new community there and to be in the midst of where everything is happening. You know, policy, business, nonprofit, just everything that I've ever been passionate about is in that city. And I'm extremely excited to explore all those different realms And one day, you know, I would love to be able to do something like this, to share the things that I've learned and the ways that other people have encouraged me and the resources. Being able to share resources, I think, is really important. So all the different resources that have really made an impact on my career journey and being able to share those with younger people that are getting started. This is obviously further down the road, but because I know how much it's meant to me to have older people in my life that have spoken truth over me, that have encouraged me, that have called me out on things that were maybe wrong or false beliefs or limiting beliefs that I've had for a long time. So I would love to do that for younger people as I get older in my career. But yes, I am excited and I hope one day to be the female Bob Goff. So you already are. <laughs> you already are. You have glasses like him. You have like this infectious smile. <laughs> You're just bopping around with all these dreams that you actually make good on. Like, bef- I think right at the beginning of our coaching, you were telling me, oh, yeah, I've had emails back and forth with this lady in London. Like, she actually offered me. Wait, can you just tell that story? Because that's insane how you created that opportunity out of thin air. And um, if it weren't for coronavirus, you would be doing that this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yes, this is probably one of the biggest things I've learned is that you really just never know until you try. And I think that's something we could all live by in every area of our lives, uh, but especially career-wise. So essentially, there's a woman that works with an organization in London. They do a lot of community building And kind of we're at the intersection of community life in the church, which is obviously some areas that I'm really passionate about. And so I'd heard about them for a while, but I wasn't sure if I would ever have the chance to potentially work there. But this summer I was planning on traveling and having some international experiences before I started a full-time job in the fall. And, you know, I decided it was time to reach out to her and we had a mutual connection. So I made sure to reach out to her and was able to get her email from our mutual friend, Sarah, someone else I look up to and respect a lot um, in that community development field. And so I just emailed the lady and said, hey, I know Sarah. This is how we've gotten to know each other. I'm really interested in the work that you guys are doing. I know you've had interns in the past before, but I'm wondering if that could be an opportunity for me this summer. And yeah, we ended up getting on a Skype call and I got to learn more about what they're doing and how I could potentially plug in to work on some of the projects that they're doing this summer in London. Obviously, however, Corona has sidelined those plans to some extent, but you never know. So yeah, that's that's one way of doing it. Uh, it's definitely not the most mainstream way, but I really have realized that people are relatively receptive to people reaching out especially young people in the the very beginnings of their career and you know everybody loves to talk about themselves so if you can get someone talking you probably have a really good shot uh 
at them giving you what they want. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's you're already leaking some pro tips that we're definitely going to include in the next episode we're going to do together. Um, but um, it's just so obvious, even in what you just said, that you're someone that connects with a lot of people and you do get a lot of wise counsel. You have incredible friends that are wise and you open yourself to advice and what they think. And then not just friends, but mentors, professors, people you look up to in business, family, like you have created this abundance of advisors in your life. And so with that, I feel like you're really qualified to talk about and give your opinion on what's the difference between mentorship or a friend or even talking to um, career counselors or whatnot at college versus the career coaching that we had together. Yes. And I definitely would say that I think that we can't do our best work alone and obviously that's what you help young people figure out is where they're going to fit into a company and best best serve but you know we just can't there's so much power in collaboration and working together and i think i really have been blessed to have so many people in my life that i look up to and have invested in me more than i could have ever imagined and some of those experiences also have been very defining as to my career path today but what makes it different is that you know i have plenty of people in my life that I feel like I could go to for advice or when I want to talk through something. However, they, one, don't have any <laughs> any professional licenses or any professional experience in coaching or career counseling or recruiting or anything related to the actual tangible goals that I want to achieve. Um, a lot of times those are just people that have a listening ear and they care about me so they want to listen, but they are not like you where you would give me feedback you would tell me hey these are the three things i heard is this correct as to where we're headed next or where where you're headed next or here's this new function job role function that we found for you let's go talk to some people that are actually doing this so my friends don't give me homework like that for good reason <laughs> <laughs> um but i think the other thing that i briefly touched on earlier is that my friends aren't as objective they know me they've seen me they've heard all the things i've said about my my job or the other things that i have done in my life or through my career in college and so they can't no matter how impartial their advice is they just they don't have a blank slate like you did you know everything that we've worked on is things that i've told you about my life but you didn't know all of the things that my friends know about me and so even as impartial as they try to be, they still just have a natural bent um, either which way because they're my friend. And I'm sure as you know, young people, we just want the best, we think we want the best things for others, which sometimes is really what's best for ourselves. Like for instance, one of my best friends, uh, she really wants me to move to Austin, which is not where I wanna be. And that's where her full-time job is, but um, and so I think sometimes that can be like kind of clouding judgment versus being totally objective, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. And 
well, first, yes, it, it can be very hard to acknowledge and be honest about our biases that we put on other people um, and the reasons why we say what we say to them. But it's so powerful to have, like you're saying, an objective advisor that um, can parse through um, what you're saying and provide objective observations. And then the thing about coaching that's so different than mentorship teaching or advising or consulting is you're actually not proposing what someone should do. You're asking open-ended questions instead of closed-ended like, so you want to do this, yes or no? That's actually very leading and it changes someone's mind about what they're actually experiencing. So someone who's trained to ask, ask open-ended questions to empower you to make your own decisions because you're the only one who knows yourself as fully, you know, as anyone can on earth. Um, so um, that experience is meant to be empowering instead of like, oh man, I, in the end, if someone just asks you a bunch of close-ended questions and um, leads you along and gives you advice, which more often than not is just bent towards you copying what they have done, because that's their personal lens, um, it could feel like, it makes you second guess your decisions. Like, oh, should I really do that? So anyway, that's why I'm very, very passionate about coaching and hope more people can find out about it. Um, but Maria, I am so grateful for you. Grateful for um, just getting to witness your journey. You've landed in such an incredible place and you're such an example of, do you quote, need help. No, you're a strong, powerful woman. But I think a definition of being a strong, powerful person is you are quick to go out to seek resources to optimize everything in your life. Um, and that's something that I admire you a lot for and have all the trust in the world of um, the fact that you will fulfill that vision that you painted for us earlier. So thank you for sharing your experience. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. <laughs> this has been great. And I guess one final note as to what Kelsey was saying at the end about coaching is that I think along with empowerment, another term that comes is buy-in. And obviously I would, I probably have a lot of buy-in in my career seeing as I hired a career coach, but I think the process and the buy-in that she was able to create in me throughout the process has obviously just increased to where I feel like I have a lot of ownership and now more knowledge and a much better and clear set of directives that I'm looking for. And that could not have been, I would not have that buy-in if someone was just telling me, hey, this is, here's your proposal and this is exactly what you should do. Because knowing me, I would go the exact opposite direction. <laughs> so that's, that's one other important fact about coaching. But anyway, yes, Kelsey, thank you. This has been great and you've helped me so much. Oh, well, I am so grateful that I was able to work with Maria and not just work with her, but be inspired by her because it's a two-way street, honestly. And I know that you'll be inspired all the same as you end this episode and go listen to the next one where you get to learn from Maria in her natural zone of genius in how she approaches LinkedIn networking, gathers the boldness to connect with new people, make courageous requests that really turn out in amazing ways in her favor. So 
Thank you for listening to this episode and I'll see you on the next one.